I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast, everybody. I am Julio. He is Francis. Welcome to another episode. We're very excited. How you doing, buddy? I'm well. I'm great. Things are fine. Things are fine. It's very good. Yeah. Dude, I realized today that I have been reading the same shit backwards for like my whole life. What do you mean? And then I can say it. Like, do not lean on door is rude no nail to nod. I've been doing that for so long and I don't realize that I'm doing it. And I can like, I've just been reading things backwards and I yeah. can say that. So there's actually a word for this and it's called dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> Savagery right out of the gate. Fucking what, oh I, I, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Are you one of those people who can <laughs> in your mind speak backwards? I can read backwards. So like I don't know if it's that impressive, but like Harvard backwards is Drava. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean I can do that. Right. Could you do could you do Massachusetts backwards, right? I'd now? have to be looking You'd at it. You'd have to look at it. I could do it. I could do it like if I was looking at it. But without looking at it, it's it would take me a second to like. So you just you you can read from right to left. I guess it's like you're reading, you reading Hebrew. That, Isn't does, Hebrew right to left, or is that Arabic? I think I think Hebrew is. Do you do it um, without realizing it? Yes, that's the way that your brain wants you to read it. I don't even know, but like I don't know if it's some tactic to fight boredom. But like on the subway specifically, like I find myself reading everything on the subway backwards, and rude no nail to nod specifically is on every single subway door. So I like see myself looking at it, and then I'm like reading. I don't mm. know. Interesting. Fun fact about me. Yeah. Yeah. That does. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We should talk to Emma Willman about dyslexia because she she's got it. And uh, she's got some really funny bits about it. She tells a joke about how she got pulled over once by a uh, by a police officer for on suspicion of drunk driving. And she asked and, and he asked her to recite the alphabet backwards. And she was like, well, that's how I only do it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the only Lucky way I know it. Here we go. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, something like that. But um, dude, I want to I had an idea for a content piece that uh, I wanted to run by you sure. because it occurred to me the other day that I had not left my apartment for three days. <laughs> and. It didn't feel that bad. Interesting. It didn't feel that bad. Now, granted, we have a great apartment, so that's probably a big piece of it. And you just moved here. Yeah. <clears throat> also a big piece. But I wanted to see if I could spend an entire month without leaving my apartment. Wow. And what that would look like. Wow. Day one, day two. So you couldn't, can you, you can't leave the apartment at all. Can't not even go to like the gym in the building. That's right. I think you need wow. to stay yeah, you indoors. Need to stay in no, in the in, in the apartment in, within your home. Yeah, like a like an old person with rent control. <laughs> but to clarify, you cannot you utilize the utilities in the building if you need to get a package. Your girlfriend has to go get that for you. So this is the biggest hurdle: is that in order to pull it off, I would have to have her do so many more of the tasks. Which is annoying. Every time the dog gets walked, it would have to be her oh, fetching all the packages. Are you allowed to go into your outdoor space of your apartment? I don't think I can go outside. I don't think you can either. No fresh air. No fresh air, Jesus. no sunlight. 
You take a couple vitamins. I have my Peloton. Yeah. So I get my exercise. But I wanted to do a video diary of it and sort of catalog my descent into madness. That do you, do you think that the descent into madness would be certain? I don't know about a complete, you know, sort of tipping into madness, but I think I think there would be a lot of bad effects for me. Some really bad effects. Yeah. I think I would Jesus. get very angry. I think I'd be very temperamental and quick to anger. Yeah, that sounds about right. Not in a in an abusive way. I just think little things <laughs> would not. piss me off. Totally. And not to me- not to mention like that. So look, first of all, I'm not going to try to like deter you from making this video, but I do picture a scenario where the second half of the video is just sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would be that funny. I think it would start out kind of funny and then it would, there'd be a, a malaise and then an embrace. And the right. embrace is what scares me where all of a sudden I, I don't want to leave ever again. And uh, I become a shut in Stockholm syndrome from your own apartment. I become Forrester from the film Finding Forrester. <laughs> Finding Forrester. Yeah, <laughs> dude, uh, that's crazy. That would be like Francis hate porn. Like anybody who doesn't like you would just love watching that. I wonder. <laughs> what do you think is the longest that you've ever gone without leaving your apartment, dude? Literally, I don't like maybe a day or two, and it was because I was insanely sick or something. Like if I'm yeah. not. If I don't have a fever, I'm leaving my apartment. I don't think convalescing counts. I think you need to be The answer's literally maybe a day at most. Okay. I'm a I'm a leave your apartment person. Right. I'm always a go go to the other people as opposed to bring them to me guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I it, it it's never been something that I've done and all of a sudden it happened for 3 days. And I think part of that is the fact that everything's shut down, there's nothing to go to. Especially in New York, where like indoor dining is no longer a thing. We're there's... being told not to go anywhere. We are. Essentially, yeah. And we're outdoor being... dining, like if you're doing that, bless your heart. But it's like, you know, going to the fucking skating rink and like eating outside there. It's like crazy. You have to be fully You want to talk about speed eating, by the way. You better wolf down your couscous because that <laughs> shit's going to be a paperweight of frigid nonsense. Dude, literally. Within 10 seconds. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. I, 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 it's a little bit to me like the, uh, supersize me thing. The yeah. Challenge, yes. Yes. Um, where he couldn't turn down supersized meals at McDonald's for, I don't know how long he did it for. Did you do it for a month? Just a month? Put on a ton of weight. Yeah. There's a bunch of good ones like that. Also this girl that I follow on YouTube, this girl, Lexi Limitless. Have you ever heard of her? No. Literally, dude, she might be my celebrity crush. She I don't sounds know, like an OnlyFans star. I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't know if that even counts. She's the young... And it's not because of the fact that she's a traveler. She's actually just, like, really pretty. Hmm. Um, but she's, like... She's traveled to every country in the world. She's the youngest person to ever do it. No way. Yeah, 20, she did it by her 21st birthday. She's your hero. Dude, she's she's a she's also just, like, very good looking. And, but anyway, she did a thing where she did, like... <laughs> she worked out like Lara Croft for a month. Like Alicia Vikander had to for the role of Lara Croft Tomb Raider and then like did a photo shoot as Tomb Raider. And that was cool. Like, I feel like there's more positive month challenges that you can do that would feel better. Yeah, but that is to to do the stay at home inside thing to me is so anathema to who I am that I think people would find it more interesting. Oh, that is interesting. That's true. But like, do you have to put yourself through that? I mean, dude, I'm all for it. If you want to do it, fucking. Well, remember, we talked a while back about me gaining weight. Right. Fat Francis. The, the Fat Francis. 
And fat Frankie, dude. Again, I think it's I, I think it. it's making myself putting myself in situations where I'm not comfortable and I'm and I, you know, you can, I, for me to like do a, you know, a fitness thing or whatever, right, right, nobody right, would right. give a shit. No, everyone, yeah. Or, or, or even like read 30 books in 30, I don't know, whatever it would be, you know, right. people wouldn't care. But, but to do something, people love hot ones, right? The hot wings show. Oh yeah. For, for two reasons. One, that guy, Sean, uh, whatever his name is, Sean Evans is like the most brilliant interviewer in, in media. Um, but two... We like to see celebrities d- uncomfortable. Totally. Uh, you know, we like to see them when they're not perfectly coiffed and manicured and with great lighting and, and a makeup artist and, you know, their thousand watt smiles on the red carpet. <laughs> we like to see them sweating and swearing totally. and, you know, acting human and cracking at right. the seams. Dude, I went to a taping of that and it was crazy the way that they set it up. There's like, the, they sit at the table. And there's like such a distance between everything else and the table itself that it's like this surreal experience. It's mm. like the person, I wonder if they do it like that on purpose or something, but like, it's crazy to watch the person descend into like yeah. their mouth being fucking on fire. It's a crazy thing. Like, I have, I think maybe you might've been the one who told me this, but I, we have a friend, a comedian friend who had to do a test for that show. Oh, I don't um, know if I told you that. I think who was it? it was uh, Pavone, Alex Pavone. What do you mean a test for like he was going to so be the host? He, it, th- no, it was like they had him testing oh, wings or something. I've done I've done that before. I've been in, in the test cast. He did it things. though, and he said that he was sick for three days. Holy shit! Because of how hot I was, and that your body it's like poison. Uh, he's also a very fragile, sweet Italian Dude, boy. I Pavone. I love Pavone. Die. <laughs> If I did it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so sensitive to heat. Really? I would I I would give it a try. Tabasco would, makes me uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So my point is, right, then you have to ask yourself, well, obviously this web series does so well and would be a, a bolster to whatever I were promoting or my career, whatever True. it is. But is it so painful that I'd have to say no? A month is such a long time. But I mean, dude, again. I'm talking about the hot ones. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do hot ones. Okay. It's it's, dude, it's bigger than going on Oprah. (laughs) It's like, it's the same level. All right. So back to the month challenge, though. Staying indoors. Uh How do you see that playing out? Well, I would actually request that we stockpile a few episodes beforehand. (laughs) You wouldn't want to come over while I were here. I would, but like, I would suck if you were just like, like a different person miserable who, like, a miserable Caged. human being it would just yeah. be like i'd rather like record a bank a couple episodes where you're like feeling good still and not have to although I think i'd get it up for you guys we'd also yeah i think you're right and also we'd have to we'd have that's funny we'd have to uh keep keep tabs on how you were doing like people would be so interested well that's in why i would be doing video you know submissions every day diary whatever yeah yeah that's true vlogging it I mean, dude, it's a cool idea. I, you know, I just wonder, is it worth it? But if, if you're going to do that, literally now is the only time in history that it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, something to think about. The problem is I looked at my calendar and there's really not a time for me to figure that out because, you know, we, I'm going to Jamaica in mid-Feb yeah. and then I'm going to Jackson Hole and then I'm going to uh, Vegas in dude, late March. Awesome. What a great, what a great, well well-planned out situation yeah dude honestly that fully fits the in my opinion a, a perfect year's worth of travel really yeah i'll tell you why there's 
Uh, for the perfect year of travel, you want to do three vacations, and this is where they should be. One should be a like beach situation where it's vacation. Hillary says a trip and vacation are two different things, and it's a very interesting point. Vacation, you chill. On the beach, you get a tan, whatever. That's mm. Jamaica. Then you have the adventure trip. Jackson Hole, skiing, yeah. nature. And then you have like the urban trip where you're like hitting a big city, you know, fucking nightlife, whatever. I know there isn't that much nightlife right now, and that's what Vegas is. I don't know. I don't know about city for that though either. I think we're just gonna be at the blackjack table and then our But that's room. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like the urban experience. It's not a like it's not like an adventure. It's like yes. party trip. Yeah, I see what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A trip that you don't necessarily come back from uh rested Mm -hmm. you're like you need a vacation from your vacation that's well said you you so happy to be home yeah yeah yeah. but dude that's gonna be fun man i'm excited for you bro well well i i yeah i'm excited too i'm also aware that all travel plans are so you know could be just lost at any second totally and you also you know you also have these are all mostly occasions you know i mean you have like like uh was it bachelor parties or what are they again? Two of them are bachelor yeah. parties. So, dude, it's going to be great, man. The, um, the Jamaica trip is interesting, though, because, first of all, the resort we're going to, you know, I looked into, we, we were supposed to go last year. I remember. And we postponed the whole thing till this year. Mm-hmm. They honored our, our, our rates. And we wanted to look into adding a night just to extend it to, to be five nights instead of four, since we've now been waiting to go on this trip for a year Jesus. and we we needed it last year right so imagine how much more we need it now like we need this trip together. Dude, definitely definitely and the rates have not gone down at all at this resort and i don't understand that not not a bit that's crazy. not a dollar that's crazy same exact rates that we paid last year that's crazy to add a night and i don't understand that because there's either. no chance that they are operating at at higher capacity they're not bahamas dude was significantly discounted it 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 confuses me i don't get it and not only that we now have these crazy travel advisories that are coming in the united states embassy warns you not to travel to jamaica right now because of covid Mm -hmm. we have to bring a negative covid test into the country to come into jamaica and then while we're there we need to get another one five after being there five days no, we need to get it three days before we come back. Oh, to be able to come back into the country, into America to present to fly home. They'll probably even test. They'll probably test you again when you get to right when you arrive at the hotel too. Maybe, dude. Whatever yeah, it still, is, it's it's a it's a disaster. So it's not. It almost makes it not worth it. It sucks, but it'll be fine, and you'll have a great time. We're all, there's a curfew yeah. in Jamaica, 10 I, p.m. I don't think it applies to the resort though. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Per, like ninety percent sure. Yeah. Okay, and then they have this famous jerk chicken buffet, and that's closed because buffets oh, are that sucks. tough. Buffets are tough. And then uh, we're not allowed to, the, like, t- tourist sites are closed, yeah. and I don't think we can really leave the resort. Now, we've embraced the fact that just what you said, we're going to kind of just bring books, it's gonna be great. play cards, it's gonna be great. lie on the beach. I love, dude, my favorite thing is swimming. I love swimming. So fun. I love being on a, a dock on one of those lounge chairs under an umbrella. Dude, it's great. And we have cocktails coming. Apparently, oh God, at this place in Jamaica, uh, and I'm not going to say the name, no free ads, but uh, apparently they, the, the serving staff, the, the waiter or whatever, will bring you a tray with joints 
Oh, that's awesome. What? And each one's like a different strain of weed. Is that specific to this spot? Or is that a thing down there? That's awesome. Well, weed's huge in Jamaica. No, I know that. And you can just be like, oh, yeah, I'll have the, you know, the Grim Reaper or the, the, you know, Sour Diesel or whatever. Also, that island weed, you can smoke a fucking baseball bat of it and like still live your life. Is that right? Yeah, it's just like it tends to be like more mild, like significantly more mild. I don't know if this, this hotel has like really strong weed or whatever oh, i want to go bongs away i don't <laughs> i'm not trying to be mr mild mannered bongs know, away francis baby check my linkedin profile fucking bongs away and, uh weird. yeah so we're gonna i think we're we're on board to go but we're aware that it's it's a little more stressful obviously totally so we'll see oh man you said we had some interesting emails. We do. I want to tell you something funny before we get into them. Great. Um, dude, one of my buddies t- told me that, uh, and this is like his friend is in the class or whatever, but like Ja Rule is, in, is going to Harvard Business School right now. Is that right? And like, they'll be in a Zoom class and he'll just see Ja Rule's head. Okay. <laughs> so here's the question. Uh-huh. Is he actually a student at, Har- at HBS, Harvard yes. Business School? Yes. So he took the GMAT and did so well that they accepted it. It's him. unclear if he got some kind of honorary acceptance, but I believe it, man. I mean, he clearly was like trying to get his his beak into the fucking Fine. entrepreneur circle and all that stuff. I know that that didn't work out too well for him. But here's here's my question, right? I did. Yeah. People toss around the Harvard term a lot. And Harvard has all these kinds of different schools. Harvard, he goes schools. to HBS. It's not some like masters and bullshit. It's like... He's at HBS. Okay. If that's true, that's really impressive. I know. And dude, it's so, the idea, do you think he like leans into the fact he's Ja Rule? Like they're going over some legal case and they're like, Ja, what do you think? And he's like, it's murder. (laughs) And everybody just starts fucking laughing. I think at this point, he's got to be really fucking smart. (laughs) Right? He must be. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Or at least very well informed and know, you know, it's not like he wasn't smart before. I think I've told you this before. I think I've told you this before, but I'll reiterate it here. When I hear about people that get into Harvard, I am blown away by those people. And I don't count myself among them. Totally. Because I was an athlete. But are there ever people where you're not blown away by them because they have some angle as to how they got in? I assume most of the people that I know got in through some kind of, you know, either playing sports or maybe the legacy thing people overplay that that's. The legacy thing doesn't help you as much unless you are legitimately a the son of a guy whose dad is his, his name is on the fucking library. gym or the yeah, library. Literally. And that, there's, that's like four people. Totally. Totally. So, you know, if your dad went to Harvard, you're not getting into Harvard unless you're fucking brilliant yourself. Right, right. But my point being that when I hear about people like Ja Rule who got into H, like I wouldn't get into HBS. Right, right. I would not. I would get categorically denied. And the fact that he got in just makes me think that he's fucking, a, he's a wonder kind. He's brilliant now. But he's also Ja Rule. That obviously, that's like your lacrosse situation for, for him. You think that, you know, being a platinum selling rap artist I think was the something Fire that the admissions thing, committee was like, wow, this is so cool. He was notoriously swindled. Like the, the, the Fire Fest thing to me is what would get him in. But but how how would it how would an admissions admissions committee at Harvard think that being swindled was like a a credit? I, because it was such a high profile thing, and like they really did have to like raise money. He was involved in like the real attempted execution of this like 
large scale, high profile thing where yeah. he ended up being wronged. That to me seems like fodder for your application. It could be. And, you know? and I'm, I bet he had a very interesting personal statement. I, I, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know who else? Um, Justin Tuck went to Wharton. Who's that? Former I think uh, he was like offensive cool. lineman or defensive lineman for the Giants when they won the Super Bowl. And he's apparently really, really smart. And then, um, you know, Debrickishaw Ferguson, who played for the Jets, went to uh, Darden, I think, UVA Business School. Oh, sick. And I've met these guys, and they are now fully immersed in the world of finance. It's cool. It's cool. It just also teaches a lesson that, like, you can change what you do. It's amazing. Your life can pivot. Like, don't don't decide that you can't do anything but what you do. Exactly. You never because know. Because these guys, for, for a decade or longer, they were every play lining up and basically just trying to run through someone who would be the biggest person that you and I have ever, have ever seen. Who was trying to kill them every yeah. single play. They were trying to to, to murder a person. It's that was like insane. that was their that was their business their strategy. Yes, right? murder this guy. And then one day, <laughs> it's murder. They retire, and then they are still really smart people who are just getting a different job. Some people are just winners, man. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's cool. I dig it. Yeah, me too. It's sick. Yeah, guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, I had another funny thing. Uh, Please. I had a funny thing happen to me the other day. I was walking around downtown Brooklyn, and I don't know who's familiar with downtown Brooklyn, but on like the Fulton Street market, you get a wide range of characters walking around that area. I don't like that area. It's not the best area. I don't like it because it's all bus lanes. Oh, well, that's completely the streets weird. You can't bike on those streets. I forget which specific street. I'm literally talking about Fulton Street. When Fulton Street starts right after you pass by that, like court, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg Dude, courthouse. I'm telling you that, that specific... street, there's no, there's no cars allowed. Oh, interesting. It's only buses and it's weird. I found myself on it before and I, and I got in trouble. That's so a, I have that's a complete, di- that's a complete different negative spin on it. That's so funny. Yeah. I used to work in 16 court street when I had a job for like nine months. What um, was that job? A real estate brokerage mm. job. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Um, anyway, so I'm walking up and down the street and there's always a sort of characters there. Like to give you an example of what kind of business is there. I got a grill made. I used to wear a grill. dude. Gold team. daily. No. It, and it was only the fangs. And Hillary always says, thank God. I didn't know you yet. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. How often did you wear it? Once a week, maybe. Like, I'd wear it to, like, Fat Baby. And then, like, dude, there were nights where, like, girls were actually into them. And, like, good things happened because I was wearing the Fang Gold Grill. Just sounds menacing. It's ridiculous. But anyway, dude, you can walk into a jewelry shop, you buy it, and then the guy walks you two blocks into the back of a barber shop where there's this guy with, like, a kiln. And he, like, shapes your... It's the craziest wow. experience all the time. Anyway, that is cool. there was this one, there's all sorts of fucking crazy people walking around this area. And there was this lady walking down the street, just like yelling all sorts of shit. Rah, rah, rah. 
And I, this guy who I'm walking past turns around and goes, shut the fuck up, bitch. And, <laughs> and then oscillate as he's finishing the sentence, turns around and goes, hey, man, you have a quarter? In the same sentence. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Hey, man, you have a quarter? I was like, that is incredible. I'm like, this is just a seedy neighborhood. I texted Hillary. I was like, try to stay away from this area. It might not be safe. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Boy. Some characters out there, dude. There was a there was an article that was written um, by a guy I think in Medium and then it was expanded upon in the New York Post and the guy was talking about how New York's elected officials have let the city go to shit and how during like this time crime has gone up yeah. and it, and he was like I'm I'm leaving you know and a lot of people have said that but he the way he wrote it was basically like you know, we've been let down by our elected officials. And then it and then it started to get pretty racist and kind of mm. now Jesus. here's here's the thing though. Um why did I bring this up? Uh crazy people. Look, here here's here's the thing. This is what I was gonna say. It's right. It's like, okay, are more people getting stabbed now in New York, or is there just more publication of it? I have no idea. Is you know, are are the crime rates up? Yeah, probably, right? But at the same time, when you move to New York City, you know that you're moving somewhere where stabbings happen. And I would also say the expectation you have versus the reality, you're pleasantly surprised by how infrequently crimes occur. Correct. People think it's this crime-ridden city. It's just not. So to me, complaining about stabbings happening in New York City when you live here is a little bit like moving to L.A. And then complaining when an earthquake happens. Interesting. Earthquakes are to Los Angeles what stabbings <laughs> are to New York City. This is our cross to bear. And it's always been this way. Occupational hazard. You live here, you know you might see someone You know someone you gotta look stabbed. over your shoulder sometimes. You know it. Yeah. So then why are you surprised that it's either like, it, you know, it fluctuates, it comes and it goes, but it's never going to be gone. We're never going to experience a hundred days without a stabbing right, in right. New York. People are going to get stabbed. So that is the thing, the doubt that, you know, the, 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 there's always a gift and a curse to everywhere you live. Totally. Chicago, it's, it's freezing. The weather's a nightmare in the winter. You're going to go there and complain when all of a sudden there's a wintry mix Dude, in totally. a snow forecast for, for April. Dude, absolutely. Very accurate. Don't you think, don't you think stabbings and, and, and all that stuff? I, I, I don't understand why people who complain about this stuff in New York when it's been the way that New York's been. Since, you know, Washington was retreating across <laughs> the fucking Hudson. <laughs> they, guys That's were getting great. stabbed with bayonets. And then right. people just carried that tradition forth with smaller <laughs> and smaller knives. Dude, have you read 1776 great. by David McCullough? I have not. So David McCullough is probably the best historian of American history, best biographer of American history we have. And... uh I would highly encourage anyone to read 1776. It's the story of, you know, the the first year of the Re Revolutionary War. It's like Hamilton without rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but dude, it's exciting. It's exciting, right? Because it's just one year of history. It's awesome. And it's Washington and the Continental Army being chased by the far superior British force right. from like Long Island through Brooklyn Heights. And you, they, you follow these neighborhoods, mur up, you know, they cross to Wall Street and then they like 
you know, they're fighting up Murray Hill. <laughs> crazy. And you're thinking of bars that's that crazy. you go to in you Murray Hill. the worst bar that's ever been created. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, this, once upon a time, this was an actual hill that guys with muskets were like running up, uh, you know, in fear. No wonder that bar is called Tonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Tonic and to- yeah, Van Demons. Fucking... Dude, that's crazy, man. So I would, yeah, read 1776 if you haven't read it. It's really, really good. So, dude, like you made a good point. New York, the weather's tough, and sometimes that uh, that cold weather will get extended a little longer than you might like. Mm. Which is why I really think, man, you got to get yourself a fucking plover plover robe. Plover robe. Plover robes are great for wearing when you're feeling by the pool. Yo, they got they, we we sing this a lot. They have an incredible ad. They really do. They, it's it's maybe the best ad I've ever seen. <laughs> Plover robes, you got to check it out on on their YouTube. Go they watch their ad that they made. The the guys who run the company made it with their friends, and this song will stay in your head longer than a tumor. It is fucking <laughs> unbelievable. And we're we're not even just saying this. Literally, like it, like my girlfriend's walking around singing it. We dude. sing it. We, we got to learn the words. We got to learn it. But all jokes aside, the robes themselves, we're wearing them again. I've got the hot llama. Julio's got the dark blue camo. I don't know what that's the called. The babester. I don't know what the it babester. is. The babester. We'll call it the babester <laughs> for the babester. now. These robes are so comfortable. They're the perfect thermoregulating, moisture-wicking texture, such that when you're getting out of the hot spring in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, this is what they were made for, you have something comfortable to put on and while you you know get back to your, uh, your log cabin and get by the fire. Dude, absolutely. I've said this before, and people look at me side-eyed when I say this, but the thing that I miss the most about about pre-pandemic life is the spa dude mm. and the one thing i always loved the most at the spa is when they had robes with hoods on them yeah there's you're a big spa guy i'm a huge spa guy i love the spa and there's something nice about having that hood man to mm-hmm. put over your kind of like dew stricken hair and just mm-hmm. allow the moisture to absorb um so these robes are 10 out of a 10 mm-hmm. we're both robe guys we both love them you gotta go get a plover robe that's right go to ploverrobes.com slash oops and use promo code oops right now for 15 percent off your order plover robes guys don't wait guys that's plover robes p-l-o-v-e-r uh go get one now ploverrobes.com promo code oops you get 15 percent off your first order they're honestly the best. Definitely go cop one now. All right. So Francis, you mentioned emails. We do have a lot of good ones. Guys, please keep sending them. We love them. We read them all. Uh, we really enjoy it. Even if we don't end up reading them on the air, uh, we'd love to respond with what we think about it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in my opinion, oops, the podcast at gmail.com is the best way to send your story. We appreciate all the DMS and stuff too, but I think the email is the prevailing method. That's right. If you're willing to sit down and take the time. So anyway, here we email go guys here. Yep. Um, this is called dating an only fans girl. Oh, so I think this is a good topic. Uh, I've been seeing this girl that I met through a mutual friend for the last two months. We're both in our early 20s. We have a ton of fun and really click when we're together. And it's been getting more and more serious lately. She's incredibly attractive, funny, creative, and very independent and mature, which I like a lot. My one concern, however, is that she has an OnlyFans. She's been doing it the last two years, and it's a major source of income for her. She showed me how much she makes from it, and it's pretty absurd. I also got a chance to check it out and pick her brain about what she posts and exactly what she does on there. She gave me a free subscription so I could see it. (laughs) And for the most part, it's just lingerie pics, but for a much more expensive price, people can see nudes. She also said her main source of income comes from literally insulting guys. For example, a guy, and we've heard about this before, but a guy with like a micro peen 
will send her a dick pic and pay her an exorbitant amount of money to absolutely destroy him and make him feel worthless. God. Never understood that, but whatever. Good for that guy. Um, I'm not sure why there are people that are into that. Oh, you said the exact same thing. But hey, I don't judge. She also does the occasional selling of feet pics. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, she never meets up with these people or even FaceTimes them. I don't really know what to think about all this. On one hand, it kind of turns me on knowing all these guys are paying to see what I see for free. But on the other hand, it's a little strange thinking about random guys getting off to my girl. At the same time, I'm also debating to ask her if we can make a video together for her OnlyFans. That's interesting. Um, so as you can oh, see, wow. I'm just all over the place and don't know what to think. Yeah. I was just curious about what you guys think about all this. I feel mm. like it may be a semi-relatable dilemma given how popular OnlyFans is today. And again, other than this, she's a really awesome girl. What's your opinion? Okay. Lots to unpack here. <laughs> so much. There's, there's so many different ways to think about this. The first thing is, this is clearly a source of income for her. And you can't really fuck with someone's job. You can't. That's sort of the bottom line. Unfortunately. So, you know, try to dissuade her from it at your own peril, right? Because if I did, like if my girlfriend was like, yo, I don't like the fact that you're on stage joking about having sex or whatever. It's I'd be like, breaker. I'm sorry, you know what you signed up for, right? Totally. And, and that's just the way, that's just the way it is. Um, having said that, the fact that he's conflicted, but then he also threw in at the end that he was debating whether or not he should ask her if they should make a video together means that this guy has a lot to figure out. Right. I wonder if he's saying that in like a supportive way or like if he just wants to like feel included or for people to know that she has a boyfriend or like that's the equivalent, by the way. Of dating someone who's a comic and then saying, like, I kind of want to try oh, it myself. God. Every comic's worst nightmare. Yeah, it which happens. we don't like. We don't love it. And it's funny, like, we have friends whose girlfriends weren't comics and now are, who've been doing it long enough that now yeah. they're just comics. But all right, back to the... So, okay. <laughs> all right. So this is the this is my main issue, right? It's like, are you okay with potentially your parents knowing or finding out that you know your girlfriend is selling her naked body online you know first of all second of all i would very much counsel you to think hard about whether or not you want to put your own self online naked because the biggest thing i've been reading is that people who do this bar themselves from potential employment opportunities down the road you're yeah i mean you're going to be jerking it for money for the rest of your life dude. You, you, you're burning the ships so to speak so yeah. you better be sure your only fans is going to explode you need to be someone where like thousands of people have said i would pay money to watch you naked on on only fans and and then finally you don't have a choice you're like i can't ignore how much money i would make but there was an article in the New York Times that I read about this where all we ever hear about OnlyFans are the stories of people making fuck you money on there. Yeah. And we're like, God, doesn't that seem easy? There are a lot more people who tried to make money on OnlyFans who failed, who made $300 over the course of five months. Right. And then now they've got a plethora of nudes out there that their job at, you know, when they try to apply to a bank or to work wherever. They they're on a list. Some totally. people the people find them out somehow. Totally. And they're like, we don't want that. Dude, here's here's what I'd say. Um, 
it seems like she's being very transparent since like the kind of small penis shaming and the feet. Those are things that are like, you know, a boyfriend might think are weird. So the fact that she's sharing that with you is a good sign. The one thing I worry about um, for him is like, I have a, a friend whose sister has an OnlyFans and she's making like deep into six figures territory oh with my it. God. Now the way that the tiers work, it's like, you don't get to see shit for the free account. Then you sign up and like, it's very quickly becomes this like, multi-level marketing kind of scheme where like you end up to get like the good stuff you have to spend like a thousand dollars and i know that this girl does sex tapes because some of them have leaked um and the other problem so like you know is there like she's already taken pictures of her feet and showing people like is there a price tag high enough that maybe she would do some other shit and just never tell you like i don't know like it sounds like she's honest and she's she's forthcoming with all this stuff so you probably have nothing to worry about but at the same token, in the back of my head, along with kind of going back and forth about if I'm cool with it, I'd be wondering if I was getting the whole story. Interesting. You know, from like the top VIP patrons. And and even if you're not, or even if you are getting the whole story, how long is it before she realizes that, you know, she wants that next tier, which all right. of a sudden is basically just porn, right? Right. It's like, like you know, joint members club porn or whatever. I don't know. But good yeah. luck to this guy. I think I think it'll be fine. If you like her, man, you guys are young. Stick with it. It's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna marry her. And I don't know will. what to, I don't know what to say. Dude. And I'm not only fan shaming by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think you should if he should if he wants to do it. You should do it. But if he's wondering about it, these are just the things that are worth thinking about. But my question is this: How many people start out and get on OnlyFans saying I'm only gonna throw up pictures of my feet? And then the next thing you know, they're being asked to throw up pictures of this, and then ask, then it's sex tapes. Like it's a slip. I feel like it's a slippery slope. The second you're involved, or even you know, broach the idea, you you want to stick to your guns. But everybody is a slave to money, and right. once those opportunities become apparent, or someone above her is like, "Yo, by the way, I used to do what you were doing, and then I started doing this, right. and She's now like, I'm making oh, way more shit. money." You know, it's. I don't think. I don't think anyone's gonna stop her from doing whatever the hell she wants right so like yeah that's the thing so if your comfort zone is what the current setup is great but like you have to anticipate that that your boundaries might get pushed yeah this reminds me of a time dude i had an ex my ex-girlfriend told me she sat me down and told me she was an escort she described how it worked for like a half an hour and then she's like i don't sleep with them and i was like that's probably a lie but okay and then like 35 minutes into it she told me she was kidding which is like obvious that she wasn't kidding. She always had like really expensive items and shit. Like there was a lot of red flags that lead me to believe that that's, it's possible that that's true. Well, okay. E even if, I mean, that's just baffling. I know. She's like, oh, I'm kidding. Ha ha. Like, I just wanted to see how you reacted and you confirmed my suspicion that you're a good guy. <laughs> and I was like, this is so sus. What the fuck? Who are these people? <laughs> What are you, what are you, I've never met somebody like that. I know, I know. It's who crazy. would either, either play a 35 minute elaborate prank on me in the form of a heartfelt revelatory conversation <laughs> about their secret life only to then be lying and like somehow that makes them entertained. I know. Or, I, I was, sorry, sorry. Or to not follow through with what's actually true and, and then try to like 
confuse me by saying they're kidding. Dude, totally. And I, I think it's really important to kind of rationally think through these thoughts about these things before you're in too deep. Once this conversation was happening, I was in too deep already. I would have tried to justify anything she had told me. Mm. You know what I mean? And she, I didn't really know. I had heard things about her, you know, maybe alluding to this. And I, I don't know if it's true or not, whatever. Uh, I don't really talk to her anymore. Um, but dude, I don't know. It's a weird situation to be in. This sounds like a much better one with a lot more transparency. So mm. good luck to you. Good God. <laughs> the secret life of Julio. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> I got another good one. Good. This is, I thought this one was really funny. It's short and sweet. made me laugh. So, hey guys, just listened to your show and thought the story of the groom banging the sisters hilarious. It is indeed hilarious. He goes, my freshman year in college, my roommate had a twin sister. After about a month of school, we started hooking up secretly. Two months later, my roommate, the girl's twin brother, found out and was pissed. We agreed that in order to make it even, my roommate smashed three beers over my head <laughs> now three years later we're best friends i'm pretty sure his sister hates me and all my friends too how is that a tit for tat situation it's not even close <laughs> you fucked my twin sister okay i guess i'll break three beers over your head <laughs> all right all good <laughs> dear god dude that insane. is such a do you it's funny because <laughs> I even in at my frattiest time of life, that's not the ever the way I thought. Never, I was never there. But were you ever in a, a place where those were the sort of like that? That was the punishment system, or the way you thought about Dude, things. If I was in a place and a guy walked into the room and broke a beer bottle over his head, I was leaving immediately. That's so I, violent. I hate the rambunctious, violent. Woo! Toxic, yeah, I hate toxic it. teen behavior. Spraying things. No. When when there's wetness, you're watching something and all you're thinking is like, God, that's going to take forever to clean up. Dude, yeah, fuck that. Ugh. But that's funny as fuck. What a hilarious way to bury the hatchet. And I think there's something to be said for burying the hatchet. You know, mm. holding a grudge forever is not the move. And the friends of mine who I have open communication with that I feel comfortable kind of, uh, you know, airing out whatever issues I have with them or our relationship, those become very strong relationships. Mm -hmm. It's important to communicate with people. This is an extreme example of it, but you're fucking... <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, but, you know, I have to say at the same time, there was a part of me that thought that with the world uh, becoming more politically correct and sensitivity rising and you know, the coining and trending of terms like toxic masculinity and uh, rape culture and uh, certainly the the awareness of sexual assault on college campuses. I really thought that frat culture, frats in general, all of that was going to kind of go away. Right. And I don't think it has. And, you know, that's fine. And, and it shouldn't. It's, it's fine if all, all the other stuff needed to be cleaned up. And if that happened where guys aren't associate, you know, doing any of that other horrible shit, but they're still out there, you know, smashing beers over their heads right. or whatever, chugging beer, beer bongs are kind of fun. They're great. Funnels. Getting a keg stand. Having a helmet with straws yeah. in it. It's all great. I'm all for being a bro, fratty behavior. You know, just don't kill the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't kill the stripper. Don't commit any crimes and it's all good. Wow. 
That's Hoops the Podcast. Good stuff, baby. Good yeah, stuff. nice nice talking to you, G. Always a pleasure, man. Clover robes, baby. Hot over, llama. Baby. Blue camo. <laughs> That's us. If you guys Clover. can't tell, we really we love the guys who run this company. We love the company. Oh, Plover robes are great for working in the dome. We got to learn the words. We'll know them next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Cloverrobes.com backslash oops. Promo code oops. 15% off. We'll do it again. Send us your emails to oopsthepodcastgmail.com. Follow and please subscribe to our YouTube. Also, could you guys do us a favor and rate and leave a review for the podcast on iTunes? That helps a lot. It does help. But also check out the listening to it on Spotify. This is a full sale at, a full at run at the end of this episode totally. here. So uh, thank you guys so much for being with us. We are Oops the Podcast. We'll see you soon.